What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Only Paints with Friends podcast. Today, we have Daniela Johnson, also known as Tatted Cat across social media. Um, and we're going to have a conversation about how she got started in this industry and our experience at SEMA because she was one of the people that I got to hang out with and meet at the SEMA show this year. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, kind of where she sees the industry going, what we need to do in shops to prepare for the future so without further ado let's get into episode two i hope you guys enjoy it perfect okay okay so we'll just get right into it you are daniella johnson also known as Tatted uh, yeah. Cat. <laughs> how, how did you come up with Tatted cat what's what's the the story besides the obvious so it, it's really not that interesting I was just trying to come up with a really clean, cool logo, and I've been trying to for years. And um, I was sitting in my office one day. This is whenever I was managing. Um, and I was just doodling stuff, and I doodled this cat head. Yeah. And I was like, I'm more of a dog person, but that's kind of <laughs> cool. And then it took me about eight months to refine it to what it is now. So, awesome. yeah, nothing... And I was like, okay, now it can't just be cat. It's got to be something. I have tattoos, tatted cat. <laughs> so, I, like I said, it's not very, not very That's interesting. Right. That's all right. All right. So give, give me kind of a background on like how long you've been in the industry, what you come from, like where'd you start? So I grew up in a body shop pretty much literally. Oh, um, my dad had a sign shop whenever I was growing up and he was always working on cars. Um, he had a custom shop in, in our backyard oh, and I used to always play out there. I would, wouldn't even paint, but I'd come in with paint all over me. <laughs> so I had, uh, don't, don't tell, don't, well, I'm telling everybody I had ice cyanates in my blood before I could probably walk. So, right. <laughs> so it's literally in my blood. And, um, yeah, so, you know, like I said, it was in my blood, and I just always wanted to do it, and my dad just didn't. He's like, please don't get into this. Please don't get into this. Why is it always, so of like, course I did. older guys that always say that? Like, just don't don't get into it. Don't get into it. But it's like... I guess because, um, I mean, we were, I guess, lower middle class, mm -hmm. you know, um. I lived in a trailer park for a while, so mm -hmm. I'm one of the I'm I'm one of those kids, and we moved up to you know a simple house, and um, my dad just wanted better for me. Yeah, I guess I, I guess but, I understand I mean, that. It's just it's just I couldn't I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I didn't want anything else. I thought about it, but yeah, nothing nothing made sense to me. I, so, I feel that because that's yeah, literally how that. I feel. So I started off as a porter, uh, cleaning up my dad's shop and all that. He's like, if you want to do this, then, you know, you're going to start from the bottom and work your way up. So mm -hmm. even though I had a gun in my hand and I was always artistic and drawing and stuff, you know, he wanted me to earn my keep, you know. Mm -hmm. So I portered in his shop for a little bit and um he actually worked for a big truck company and um, painted big trucks and stuff. Okay. So that's where that kind of comes in. And I started portering there. 
and I worked with my dad for a year before I ever they would even let me put a gun in my hand. <laughs> so they were smart. <laughs> uh, they were. They were very smart. <laughs> so at that time, um, like I said, it was big trucks and trailers and. The owner of the place came to me after a year and he's like, hey, you think you're ready? And I'm like, I know I'm ready. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. He goes, okay, I got a 16-foot box trailer in the back. Paint it silver and then we'll talk. Now, we were using Centauri a lot back then. I don't so know what, what, year, you know what year are we talking right here? Like, is this the 90s? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Okay, my years get all blurred up. Because um, I started my professional career at 17. And whenever I say my professional career, that's whenever I was portering in the shop. Yeah. You know, hey, I was getting paid for what I was doing. So, you know, I'm a professional now. Right. So, uh, yeah, when was that? That was 90. I don't know. I have to do the math. So, Which is, we'll call it if I don't get How old years are you right. Now? I know it's rude to ask a lady their age, but. Actually, no, I am proud to be 47. Okay, okay. Because right now, let me tell you what, this is the happiest and probably right now I'm the highest in my physical game that I can be. And so, you know, and I just keep pushing myself and pushing myself. So, yeah, no, I'm 47, proud to be. Awesome. I wouldn't want to be no other age right now. Yeah, I always tell people that, like, my 20s just prepared me to enjoy my 30s because like I feel the same as I did when I was, you know, 22, but I have big yeah. kid money now and I can play with that and I'm set in my career. Right. And, oh, it's glorious. I love it. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. I don't know. So the day that I got certified with um, back whenever it was DuPont mm-hmm. and we were spraying Emron 6,000 and 5,000. I don't know if you know anything about those two. I know pretty much. And, I uh, only know about Emron elite. Cause that's, I'm still, I'm only on my eighth year in this. So Emron elite is about yeah. the oldest thing that I've sprayed as far as single stage. So, I'm trying to remember one of them was a single stage and the other one, the other one would not dry until you clear coated it. Gotcha. I can't so, remember if it was 6,000 or 5,000, but it was garbage. But anyway, <laughs> I got certified. And the day I got certified, I just I, I just broke down in tears because I was certified. I was a painter. And I just, I couldn't believe it. You, you know, it. I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm taking the world over now. Yeah. Ooh, was I wrong? <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that certification only gets you of... so far, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was like that was that was kindergarten. Yeah, no so, kidding. Agreed. Like, okay, now you can hold a gun. Doesn't mean you can use it, but yep. you can hold it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But it 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 was still one of those one of those awe moments for me. Yeah, I I feel you because I I kind of had like the same situation when I started at the auto auction because. I was a full-fledged painter now, but when you get ahead of yourself, 
then you get a big old full serving of humble pie and everything goes wrong and you learn every lesson in a very fast amount of time <laughs> cuz i i felt the same way and let it me was tell you like what honeymoon period you talk about learning all the lessons dude i was learning lessons every day multiple <laughs> times so but i mean you know it it was tough, especially being a female coming up in it. I think that's yeah. what my dad was most worried about. Yeah. But he kind of felt better about it because I was working in the shop that he was at. Yeah. So he could, you know, kind of control, you know, the situation and stuff if he had to. Yeah. But I did. I fucked up a lot. I bet. You so know, did I. and we all did. I was I was young and, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit I didn't want to tell nobody I fucked something up. I would yeah. do my best to figure out how to hide it, how to not, you know, yeah. you know, not knowing, you know, completely different today. If I screwed something up and be like, hey, I'm proud of that one in there. Yeah, you <laughs> hey, see this shit? Like <laughs> dang right. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what, you know, I might have a sag or two because that just comes with trying to make some of them as slick as you can. Yep. And um but let me tell you what, every once in a while that hose get called or, you know, you just something happens, have a brain fart or something, you know, and you just have this nice, you're like, oh, I got to get a picture of that one. Well, remember when, when I switched to the one, two XL and I, I messaged you, I'm like, bro, holy crap. Like one, two and 1.2 XL, not the same thing. Cause I ran it immediately. Yeah. Well, that's what I told people. People are like, is there much difference? I'm like, dude there is a huge difference and then the then the ones that are like oh no i want a one three or a, you know a 3.5 i'm yeah. like no you don't i'm yeah. telling you you do not yeah i, I know think... that segola says that they recommend like a 1.3 for you know some hs clears and stuff like that but it just seems like boy, too much in it yeah it, it really seems is like too too and, much um, and people will compare like Sada to the Segola and they'll be like, well, the Sada hole is a lot bigger than the one on the Segola. Well, you know, Sada's 1.2 isn't Segola's 1.2. Yeah. You know, they're not the same. Yep. So, and it's just, you know, a lot of people have a hard time, you know, just separating different things like that. So, yeah. well, here's a, a fun fact. So I don't know if you've seen my videos on the Meiji guns that Lumai is coming out with they're they're coming out with their own branded uh luma 3 exodus gun the clear coat is a 1.5 when you think 1.5 oh, wow. you think hoser right oh, just yeah. like just as you said like the the 1.5 in a meiji is very different than a 1.5 in say a sada or a segola it sprays like a 1.3 like in a like a RP, yeah. like it sprays no different, lays it down smooth. You don't over apply, but it does say one point five. So it's like people need to understand that it's like you and I do this every day. We use these tools. We know them like the back of our hand. So it's like just trust us. Right. You want the one two or the one two XL because you step above oh, that yeah. and it's like, dude, you better be hauling ass. Like it's so fast. I mean, honestly, I do believe that across the board. A 1.2 should be the same size in any of them. Absolutely. I mean, it just, it, it's, it makes it a lot more confusing, you yep. know, for people, especially new people coming in. 
you know, yep, no so, doubt. and you know, if somebody doesn't know about the Majid guns and stuff like that, and they ask somebody that sprays solder or whatever, and they're like, Hey, I found this new gun, you know, and they recommend a 1.5. Oh no, 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 no. You don't want no 1.5. Exactly. You know, exactly. It, it just, it, it confuses things. Well, and it's frustrating so that's just, for that's us. That's my two cents. No, I, I completely it agree. It's frustrating. So you've been doing this that that would make you be like 20 over 20 years now right 30 years wow 17 that's crazy so how did you get started making content on on instagram and tiktok and stuff like that you know instagram was only it's only a couple years old for me um i did have a facebook uh actually i did because i thought it was a really good place to have a digital portfolio. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I can save all my stuff right here. It's all right here in front of me. You know, just another another place to have it. Right. And um, honestly, I had a MySpace, you know, and I played with MySpace back in the day. Yeah. And I just, I was never a fan of social media. I, fe- I you know, I could find it useful for a couple of things, but I was like, you know what? This is going to screw the world up faster than it's already doing. I mean, it And it I wasn't has. wrong. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not wrong. Um, But no, I just used Instagram as a digital portfolio and people started commenting and liking and saying, hey, you know, can you do more of this? Can you do more of this? And I'm like, uh, maybe. <laughs> so... I started doing it more and more and you know I never knew in freaking almost 30 years I had no clue anybody cared about what I do for a living right you know I didn't know that women in this industry wasn't you know I was doing it I just assumed other women were doing it too yeah and you know come to find out it just wasn't that way so yeah I mean it was whatever you want to call it my 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 little 15 rise to fame right now <laughs> it was all an accident it was a fluke yep. so yeah that's that's all it is and then you know i was like okay I'm, i need to put some of my personality in some of these videos so i do yep. you know i don't want to i'm not a tiktok dancer you know i don't I, li- I like to do some of the comedy stuff every now and again because it's it's fun <laughs> i do i do every Every, every once in a while, I'll throw something in, yeah. but I'm just afraid that I'm going to be, I guess, I don't know who came up with the term. I don't want to be a gun bunny. I want to be taken serious for what I do. I feel you. That, and, and that seems to be like I think it's, the problem these days is it's hard for women to get taken serious because they get that label. And honestly, it's like after meeting you after meeting um hannah you guys are just as serious about this stuff as i am and any other guy if not more serious and like just watching how how people talk about hannah or talk about females in the industry like it's frustrating for me because you guys are like homies to me now like we're after meeting you guys it's like i know i could call you if i have a question you're going to give me a straight up answer. Same with Hannah. And I didn't get to meet a lot of female painters at SEMA, but the few I met, it's like, you guys deserve all the respect in the world. Cause you guys take a lot of shit, a lot of shit. Uh, we do. I mean, honestly, I think I've been very, very lucky. I don't 
get near what Hannah does. I don't get near what Amy does. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't get the kind of stuff that they do. So yeah. I've been very, very lucky in that aspect. Yeah. Um, you all, you'll always have one or two people that want to throw in, you know, derogatory comments and stuff. Yeah. I've, I've gotten to the age now where I just, I laugh. I'm laughing, yeah. you know, just ha ha, have a great day, dude. <laughs> so, right. Well, and there's uh, there's trolls everywhere. Yeah, Some it guys, was. They're just asses to be asses, you know. It was definitely tough, but even even after you know, I put in the work that I have, and I've done so much that I have to prove that I belong in this industry. I still have to prove myself in every shop I go in. Yep. Um, I walk into a shop, you know, all the body techs see me and, oh, she ain't going to be able to keep up. Oh, I'm I'm not here to, you know, do whatever for you. But then, you know, whenever I get in there and I start doing my thing, they're like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> Shut them up real quick. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's still, it's still one of those things, you know. Yeah. Well, you're in a pretty and good shop now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, you know, I've been at Caliber for over a year now. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to get back into Collision. I had retired from it, you know, years ago because I was <laughs> doing the custom bat thing uh, in Rochester, New York. Okay. And then the stupid pandemic hit and all that kind of fell apart and I had to do something. So I kind of got back into it. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to be the first person that I tell this to. I've gone to three days a week at Caliber now mm-hmm. um, doing my side gig four days a week and mm-hmm. fixing to get into a shop and do my own thing. I got some jobs lined up. My Insta- my Instagram will change a little bit. It's going to be more higher end, more custom stuff. So awesome. I, I'm not sure how people are going to feel about all that, but. You know, it's what I want to do. So whether they want to see it or not, it's going to be there. Well, that's what's important so, at the yeah, end of the day. You I'm gotta, excited. Um, you got to make moves to make yourself happy. Probably... Oh, absolutely. I'm 47 years old. I can go back to doing collision if I want to. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, now is the time. You know, scared yeah. money doesn't make money. So, that. you know, and you've probably seen me doing the bats yeah, again. Yeah, I don't know how many of the bats that you've ever seen me do. I've but seen, I've seen I got quite a contract a few. with, yeah, I got a contract with a uh, EPH and monster athletics. Um, Sick. monster athletics. Carl is the owner of monster and, um, the Chevy love Lovezilla. Mm-hmm. He owns that truck. Oh, that's tight. So, so I'll be painting that truck. Hopefully sometime this year to be in SEMA next year again. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just cool how it's all kind of coming together. Well, tell tell them about so, your yeah, semen experience too, because that oh, I know, dude, so, I know you and I sat there and went, "Holy crap, this is crazy!" Because of how many people recognized both of us, it it was so nuts, wasn't it? Well, it was funny because I think the very first person that I ran into was Todd. Yep, you know. And I was like, dude, what's this going on? So he was the first person that I ran into that I recognized. And uh, we hung out for a little bit. But, um, you know, I kind of went to SEMA not knowing what to expect, but I really underestimated the toll it was going to take on me. 
I mean, it, dude, mentally and physically, I was just done after that week. Yep. Um, the first day there, you know, like you said, you know, people would come up and, hey, I love your videos. You know, you think you're awesome. And I'm like, hey, it's <laughs> nice to meet you. I don't know how to act. It's like, it's like, yeah. well, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> right. I felt the same but, way. You know, after... After, you know, the second and third day, you know, it's like, okay, these people are making it part of their day, part of their time to come say hey to me. I need to, you know, I just got comfortable with it, yeah. you know, started talking shop with them. And, you know, it was, it was a blast, man. It was my first SEMA and, oh my goodness, you always I'm definitely going first. back. So, I'm definitely going back because that that whole oh, experience. yeah I'm, I'm there oh well and like the whole experience because i i got to hang out with todd pretty much the entire time he was i called him my sema dad <laughs> he just basically yeah. held my hand and introduced me to everybody and it was such a good experience he was doing that to me too so oh he todd is, is so awesome man todd is good people he is awesome seriously i had yeah so we're many talking good about conversations you, right i know he's going to be listening to this so shout out todd oh i know he is oh it I just hands down, he's one of the coolest guys that in this industry. I mean, but met. to be honest, though, everybody that I met at SEMA was genuine and just super nice and down to earth. You know, yeah. I met I met some people, you know, that I've followed over the course of my career and even before my career, you know, yeah. and they were just. Just I don't know, just, you know, you could sit down and have a beer with them. Literally, you know, yeah. we did. Well, that, that was like Miguel. The refinisher porn party, you know. Yep. Shout out Miguel. I don't know if Miguel's I mean, they, ever going to listen to this, but he was one of those people that when I started as an apprentice, he was the one, one of the first people that I followed. And he was just cool yeah. as shit, like super, super chilled, like all about it. And I love that because he's super supportive. Yeah, I it just. I mean, and it amazed me about some of the people that I follow, you know, that that were like, hey, yeah, I, I know who you are. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. You know who you are? No, you don't. So yeah. just to meet, you know, they say never meet your heroes, but man, every one of them just just so amazing and awesome. And just just this community, you know, it was just, dude, I, I couldn't imagine any other any other community being as strong and as good as this one is right and i, I gotta give shout outs me, so. to to the whole this whole segola crew so from ed to mike your thing kingpin josh awesome yeah. awesome guy um who else did we hang out with in the booth todd was obviously brad, there. brad yep dude what was the um, paul paul was the other segola rep yeah he Dude, was let me tell you fantastic. what. So I still talk to Paul. I talk to Paul probably every day now. Oh my god. I uh, love that he's guy. just a really, really awesome guy. I mean, you know, we we kind of had a friendship as soon as I met him. I was like, wow. I mean, he was just so engaging and you wanted to know who he was. Yep. And I'm on top. He could sell he could sell ice to an Eskimo. I know he could. <laughs> yes. He just had one of those voices and just the demeanor. You well, know, and his his excitement, his, like his attitude, oh, his towards passion, everything. his yes. passion for this. Yep. I mean, you know, he was probably my biggest, you know, cheerleader too. Yep. And I'm just like, Paul, dude, you did stop, man. 
so just embarrassing and stuff but man it was it was so amazing and yeah like you said shout out to the Segola guys they were they were almost they were like a family you yeah. know and you could feel it and you could tell and you know the two brothers uh the owners i don't know if you got to meet them yep, or not i did i did get but, to meet them they were super dude, super they nice were, guys they were amazing i mean honestly though they were those they were those guys that they walk into a room and everybody just they just had that energy about them you know well and they, so, they're yeah, like the way they carried good. themselves is like they kind of demand your attention like Without being oh, demanding, it, yeah, it was crazy. You could you could tell they were important, yes, but they didn't act like they were important. Yes, you know? they were that kind of guy. Absolutely. So yeah, they were really really awesome. Awesome. Let's see. I got to look at my notes real quick. Okay. Well, let's let's continue a little bit more about Segola. So, how did you get started using Segola? Because I know that's primarily what you use now, right? It is. It's pretty much all I use now. Um, every once in a while, I'll break out one of my sodas because I have every one of those. <laughs> I have more guns than anybody ever needs. Um, you and me both. So, of course, I was, whenever I first started in this industry, I was using the Velvis. JGA was the gun to have. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had. I had multiple of them. I did have a Binks number seven. And um, then the Sada 2000 RPs came out and changed the game. Those were you know, great guns. That's what put Sada on the map. Sada had been there for a while, but they were just, they were lower tier. Yeah. And then the 2000 came out, and I was Sada from then on. And mm -hmm. um, I thought they had a couple of little hiccups along the way. We've had and these conversations. Then the 5000 came out. <laughs> yeah, then the 5000 came out, and dude, that was a game changer. You know, I loved that gun. Yeah. And then, we want you know, it came next. Yeah. But anyway, I, after that one, so, so, uh, Hector, which was the, um, oh, what is he? He was one of the, he was one of the engineers in Segola, Spain. Okay. And, uh, they reached out to me and they said, Hey, we know that you're the Sada queen, but we were wondering, can we send you some of our guns and let you demo them? And, um, you know, I didn't jump on it right away. I was yep. like, why? Why should I? I'm happy with what I got. Yep. Why? And so they sent me all this tech information and Hector reached out to me and just text, and, you know, he, he emailed me everything I, I, I could ever want information wise. And I was like, okay, send them. So they sent them. And dude, as soon as I pulled it out of the box, I was like, wow, this <laughs> this gun is a beautifully balanced gun. Yep. You know, I grabbed my solder right away. And I was like, wow, the solder is so much heavier. Then I weighed them both. And they both weighed exactly the same. I was all like, balanced. holy crap. Yeah. All balanced, man. And um, so I got it in the booth. And I'm not going to lie. It's not like I went in there, you know, pulled the trigger on the first one. And it was freaking beautiful. Yep. I had a little bit of issue with... um. With the clear, with the clear gun, using the clear cap and the size that I was using, and uh, it took me about a week or so to really, really Dialing figure in. out what I wanted to do with it. But after I did, man, dude, I mean, it was night and day difference for me. Just yeah, like I said, the balance of the gun, the atomization of the gun, 
I mean, the transfer efficiency, especially for base coat. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, I was blown away. And because at first I thought, okay, this is the fastest gun on the market. Well, how how efficient is it actually going to be if it's that fast? I, I was I was impressed, you know. Day one, I was impressed with the efficiency of it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty awesome. Well, and I feel like that's what makes what it. What about fast. you? What was your? So I I actually, you now. I actually bought. Uh, a 4600 extreme because of the gunman and his YouTube channel. I had watched a video of his, and this is when I was a year or two into this, but I, I seen a video review yeah. that he put up and Cornwall tools actually sold him on his truck. He had one there on his truck. I'm like, well, hey, how much is that? I paid like five fifty for this thing. Got it in the shop. And I'm like, okay, let's see how it is. I first thing I sprayed, I run the crap out of it. I'm like, Okay, this is fast. It was a 1.3, like we talked, but I got it down yeah. to where I, I dialed it in at a 1.3 and I used it for three years straight. And then I went back and forth trying to find exactly what I wanted. Well, then I think it was Ed got a hold of me and wanted to send me a 4600 with a 1.2 to see how I like that versus a 1.3. And literally, first time I sprayed it, I did basically. One turn in on fluid, full fan, 28 PSI, and it was exactly what I was looking for. And pretty much since then, I haven't looked back. Like, I obviously do video reviews oh, yeah. and stuff on other spray guns that I like, but Segola is still, like, my go-to as far as my favorite spray guns. Yeah, I'm, I I do have my favorite still. Uh, the original W400 is yeah. always going to be one of my favorites. Uh, it was really hard to beat that gun. You would like the um, the Kiwami Four is almost identical to like a W four hundred Bellaria, like in the way it sprays. Okay, it's not like the yeah. highest build quality spray gun, but for the price point for a sealer gun, oh no, man, it's pretty damn good. I just I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do push Segola a lot, mm -hmm. but that's only because everything that I that I have does what i want it to yep whether it be you know primer sealer whatever yep i mean i don't just i don't just do it you know they don't pay me to do it yeah right. they send me a gun every once in a while but i really believe in the product that they have yep. and me too. you know and i tell everybody all the time you know people are like oh what is your what it, what do you think the best gun is well you know the best gun for me is you know, Sagala. The yep. best gun for you may not be the same. It, it just doesn't work that way. Absolutely. So I do push Sagola, but I don't try to sell Sagola to people. Right. I'm like, it, you may not like it. If you like a slower gun, you definitely not gonna like it. So absolutely. You know. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we've it's, only got it's, it's tough. We've only got seven minutes left. So for closing, let's talk about Oh my god. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's talk about a little advice for Somebody that might want to get into this industry, like, should they start at the bottom and grind it out? Or like, what what kind of advice would you give to somebody starting out? So I will say that the way that I started out, you know, we didn't have the technology. We didn't have, you know, the internet to go to. We didn't, we didn't have all the resources that you do now. 
So, yeah, do I think it's good to start at the bottom? Absolutely. Because if you don't start at the bottom and you start up here, well, how are you going to know anything, you know, below, below what you just did? If yep. somebody else, you're just not. Um, But my main thing, my biggest and main thing is do not be afraid to fuck up. Failures are only failures if you give up on them and you don't learn from them. Yep. I mean, dude, I've, I've, I've tried and failed more time than most people have tried. So <laughs> it just, that's just the way it is. And if you can, if you can get under the wing of somebody who is very knowledgeable and wants to teach, dude, grab onto that, well, grab onto like that even, and just be a sponge. Even today, like with social media, I feel like, cause like my page, I try to throw a little bit of advice and how to use things. I feel like a lot of these kids can take all of this information and actually without a mentor, figure it out as long as they ask the questions. So I think to an extent they can. Yeah. But there is so much, you know, just so much uh, misinformation out there. Yeah. That's, just people that's doing very things true. wrong very or true. doing them the way that they want to do. Yep. I do believe that you should learn A, B, C, D before you start tweaking things. Right. Learn the basics. Learn how the product, how they, how they suggest you use it. <laughs> Read how the text sheet. How they suggest you set up your guns. <laughs> Read the text sheet. How many know times do we have to tell no... professionals to do that? Like, like... I know, right? It's like, uh... come on. I, dude, I want to learn everything that I can. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still that way. You know, if something new is out, cause just like you were saying, you know, the gun that you want me to check out. Dude, as soon as me and you are done, I'm going right and just checking it out and just looking at it. Yeah, That's just the way I'm programmed. And um, work ethic, dude. Just it is so hard to find listen. That That's all you got to do. Show up and you've won half the battle. Yep. Isn't that sad that because that's like the problem with today is just getting people to show up for work. Dude, if you show up, I don't care how much you fuck up. Yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna boot you to the road because nobody else wants to do it, it seems like. And it's sad. <laughs> yep. I mean, we're laughing about it, but it's just the way this industry is going, you know, people don't want to do their stuff this stuff. They don't want to get their hands dirty. Yep. And it just I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm I, still covered I, in dust. I almost tearing up now. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I've been up since three this morning, so oh, you ain't telling me nothing. Gross. I'm always up that early though. Ugh. Always working, always grinding. That's all I do. I like my sleep. I need my beauty sleep. Have you seen me, <laughs> dude? Let's see. Three hours a night, maybe, is what I get. Oh more. my. God, I, I just die. <laughs> well, the problem is, I mean, there's only so much time in the day. And if I could do it 24-7, I would. You know, oh, that passion. I, I have crazy. goals and dreams and expectations for myself. So <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, to the new people, just don't don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Because you're going to. We all do. Absolutely. I still do. You still do. Every all so, the time. All the, I pulled some holes in a corner. All the time. <laughs> 
Uh, don't worry, everybody messes ask up. Ask questions, it's... ask questions, ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome, Daniela. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me because I'm new to this. Dude, whole I wish we had another thing, hour. I know. Well, we're definitely going to do another episode together because this this was awesome. Like, I really appreciate you taking the time for me. Oh yeah, I'll be a lot more comfortable next time too. This is the first time I've done this. So. Yeah. Well, and that's my second awesome. time, so I'm a little bit more comfortable with it. But it's still. It's different. It's something new. So awesome. awesome. Well, dude, I appreciate you asking me to come on. And I can't wait to do it again. So. Of course. All right. And if you guys want to follow Daniela, look up at Tatted Cat. And you're on. Are you on YouTube? Um, no, I'm not on YouTube. I just not... can't find the time to do YouTube. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I, I have I started like... a little bit on TikTok, but I'm mostly on Instagram. I do a little bit on Facebook, but. Yeah, right. mostly Instagram is where I'm at. I will tag her yeah. little social media thing in the notes of this episode. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed episode two. Danielle, thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon. Awesome. Stay classy, my friends. All right. I'll talk to you later, Danielle. Thank you. I'll talk to you. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys, that was episode two. Again, I want to thank Daniela for her time. She was awesome. She was super cool when I met her at SEMA. Uh, super down to earth. Really knows her stuff. So questions, anything like that that you have for her, go to Instagram. You can hit the DMs. You can talk to her. Um, if you have any questions for me or you want to get on an episode of this podcast, feel free to message me on there as well, at Paints. Uh, for episode three, I'm still working on a guest, but I should have one nailed down here this week. So I will announce that on my Instagram and on my TikTok. So I guess without further ado, until next time, thank you for listening if you made it this far, and I'll catch you on the next one.